Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. You know, I, I, I said that I, I, I will always deal in reality. So I said this to the team last week. I said, you know, um, people are starting to say to me, uh, like, hey, you know, you guys are in the hunt for the Big Ten West. And I just reminded them, like, just so you know, when you started the season, you were in the hunt for the Big Ten West. You were in the hunt for the Big Ten. You were in the hunt for the national championship when you started the season. It's only when you lose that you get out of the out of the hunt. So, how about you just stick to going one and zero? And um, you know, I think when you when you're like in the college football playoff, I'm assuming I haven't been in it yet. Um, when you're in the national in the NFL and you're in the playoffs, like you don't get to the playoffs and start talking about the Super Bowl. You're like, we better win this week if we want to advance. So, we've just been trying to win one game at a time to get to a bowl. You know, I was walking in and I heard some, someone yelled to me, said, "Coach, just one more, just one more." I don't want just one more. You want just one more? Like, I want to try to win every game that we play. Um, and I say that humbly. I want to try to come out every week and compete. You know, I'm still mad about some of the games we lost. I'm still um, excited about the opportunities that are ahead. And um, so, you know, I, um, I, don't know, I don't know that I'll talk about it with them. I just think it's, hey, we're going to go to Michigan State and play Michigan State. And if we start talking about bowl games and all that, we might miss out the fact that Michigan State's got a good football team and, you know, they, they run this blitz or they run this pat, you know. So we'll just try to keep it all football and just try to go 1-0 and next week. Kicking off hour number two here on Herd at Sports Radio, I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me as well. We are brought to you by our friends at Dyer Law. If you've been hurt in a personal injury accident, you can count on the Dyer Law team to provide you with a helping hand when you need it, no matter what you're dealing with. Call the Dyer Law team at 402-393-7529 or visit Dyer.Law to chat with trusted professionals about your personal injury claim. That's D-Y-E-R dot law. Hopefully the uh, people you saw in a car accident this morning don't need Dyer Law, but if they (laughs) do have a personal injury... Go ahead and give our friends I mean, at Dyer Law. They may need Dingman's call. more than they need Dyer Law. Hey, call them both. You know, just call them both. I called Dingman's over the weekend because I wanted to cash in my oil change. Oh, yeah? And um, I was uh, trying to get in touch with their mechanical shop, and I called the wrong location at first, the Uh-oh. collision center, and then I called their mechanical shop. And, you know, oddly enough, like, I uh, – I, I called, I called, and it was just it just kept ringing. So I don't know if I had the right phone number mm. or if I need to revisit that, but I think I'm just going to bring my car over there. I I'm think sh- I'm just going to go. I'm sure they'll take care yeah, of you. Because I was going to call and be like, hey, you know, how long's like, the wait? They're yeah. probably swamped, super busy, or yeah. maybe they're not even open on Sundays. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> um we are joined now on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline by our friend Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Sam, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? We are doing well. Uh, let's just start off with, I mean, some some pretty staggering numbers here that I think everybody's probably heard by now. But first three-game win streak since 2016, first time going undefeated in October since, I think, 2001. Uh, put those numbers into perspective for me, Sam. Well, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's a combination of the uh, teams they're playing and – Nebraska's gotten really good on defense in a short amount of time. And, you know, you tip your cap to to, to that reality and to, you know, making plays off script. You know, you don't you don't go into a game expecting to get a block field goal for a touchdown. But you when you get plays like that, you usually win. 
you know, special teams touchdowns are are uh, often unforeseen, and uh, they don't. They usually lead to victories, and so um, those are always things to kind of watch. And Nebraska got a big play, and they they got it at the right time in the game. You know, if that fumble uh, return of Purdue's happens in the first quarter, you know, maybe it's a different story. But the reality is Nebraska, you know, controlled the first uh, three quarters of that game in a lot of different ways. And they got a big play when they needed it with the throw to Lloyd, and they had a nice drive, the 87-yard drive, and and, uh, they dominated Purdue for three quarters. And then, you know, at the end it got a little loose, but they survived it, and and here we are on the the cusp of a bowl game. That's, That's where we find ourselves now. Perfect transition, Sam. How crazy yet real does it feel to be in striking distance of a bowl game? Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think if if you kind of cast your gaze before the season, you know, I could have imagined Nebraska being five and three at this point. I you know I would not have imagined them losing to Colorado, and I would not have imagined them beating Illinois. But they uh, those those two things flip flopped, and then. Yeah, I mean, I thought Northwestern wasn't going to be very good. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, Purdue was, was going to be a team that Nebraska beat. thought Purdue was going to take a step back, and, and they did. So I'm not stunned that they're 5-3 and three at this point. I think uh, now it becomes a question of can you go out and close it? Can you go and get that last win? Can you, you – know, that certainly can be this week. Believe me, nobody's going to stop them. Uh, Michigan State's uh, on the ropes, and their, their season is not – over, over, but it's, you know, it's over. And uh, so, you know, I mean, they Michigan State's going to probably end up being a nine-loss team. So Nebraska's got a real chance here to uh, to put them away and, and clinch it. And, and you go play Maryland, who's on the ropes like they usually are at this time of year. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, everything everything's in everything's in play at this point. Every Everything's in, in place for, for, you know, what, what, what Nebraska wants and needs and you know we'll we'll see how it all shakes out I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be interesting Sam I you know you mentioned kind of the schedule and the, the some of the teams they faced and and that type of thing and and I understand this is not a this is not a murderer's row of opponents that they're facing here but I'm genuinely curious how much how much difference is there between the Big Ten West this year and some of the teams that Nebraska's faced versus in years past because it's not like the big 10 west has been lighting the world on fire for a little while now i guess how much of a gap is there in terms of the opponents that nebraska's played compared to years past i I, there's probably not much of a gap from last year right yeah i think yeah yeah not much of a gap from last season there's been other years where the big 10 west has been i mean 2019 the big 10 west was pretty good sure Uh, you know minnesota 111 uh, Wisconsin went to the Rose Bowl, I think, uh, and lost, but lost to a good team when they got there. Iowa was good. I think Iowa had nine wins. Uh, you know, 2021 was pretty good when you when you think about it. Uh, Purdue was a good nine-win team, and Minnesota was a good nine-win team. And I think Iowa won 10. And so, yeah, I mean, there's been years where the division's been uh, tougher than it, than it is right now, for sure. And some of what's happening right now is that uh, the defenses are all pretty old and pretty stingy, and the offenses, a lot of the players, and this is a byproduct of the transfer portal, a lot of the best skilled and a lot of the best skilled player recruits at a number of these programs 
have transferred. At Iowa, they transferred. At Minnesota, Bucky Irving, who's probably going to be the Pac-12, all Pac-12 running back, transferred. Um, You know, at Wisconsin, a couple guys have transferred. At Nebraska, let's be honest, a couple of good players have transferred. I mean, it's not a crime that they did, but uh, A.J. Allen probably would have helped this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Nebraska didn't like his hands out of the backfield, but look at what they're putting out there right now <laughs> in terms of ball security. So, <laughs> you know, so you know, like I, there's, there's some players who have transferred um, that that probably would have helped this team, or or guys that didn't sign or, or, or whatever. And so, you know, a lot of the defenses have gotten old. A lot of the a lot of the, uh, the players have transferred, or they've they've left early. Good players leave early for the NFL. Um, I don't think Sam Laporta had exhausted his eligibility, so stuff like that. Uh, and so I think, you know, this is where the league's at right now. That's going to change uh, come next year. And and you're really going to start to see the sea change in about 25 or 26 when all the COVID years are done and and it's, it's no longer six-year defensive linemen who are going to go get an MBA or are getting an MBA. Uh, and going to go back and you know be a businessman who are just playing. They're just like the 25-year-old men, and they're playing college football. They'll just be 24, you know. But I, I mean, so there's going to be there's going to be some some turnover eventually in college football where you don't have six-year players all over the place on the defensive side of the ball, and that's where the majority of them have been. Is is guys that are you know safeties and linebackers. They're probably not NFL players, but. They're going to hang on in college football because they're making six figures in NIL, and uh, um, that's 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 part of what you've seen happen. Sam, I may be sounding a little adventurous when I say this, but based on how the Big Ten West looks, I still think it's a definite possibility. Is this Nebraska defense enough to get to the Huskers to the Big Ten championship game if the offense stays exactly where they're at? In theory, yes, it is. Um, there's probably one game in there where you just kind of wonder whether that's going to be enough, and that's probably the game at Wisconsin. But Wisconsin's got their own warts now with Braylon Allen being hurt, uh, uh, DK being hurt up there to their receiver. So, yeah, I mean, I think there, there's, yeah, in theory it can happen. It, it's, it's very possible. If I told you that Iowa could get to the Big Ten, Big Ten championship game with its offense, everybody <laughs> would agree. And their offense is horrible. So, I mean, I don't. I have to watch more of this quarterback. But I, I, I don't know how they. I don't know why he's there. Like I just don't. I don't know. I'll have to watch more of him. Apparently, he has a good arm, and you know. And I, I don't know what number of quarterback he is on the team. I know they had a guy get hurt, and, and obviously not McNamara, but they had another backup get hurt, and uh, so I'm not exactly sure why why this is the guy that's playing. But you talk about limited. He's limited. And so, definitely, there's not. I mean, I'm I'm not sure he can get out of the pocket. So it, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of things that that are true of Iowa. Nobody would nobody blink an eye if Iowa goes ten and two and and is in the is in the Big Ten championship. So yeah, Nebraska can do it. I think Nebraska's got a good enough defense to pull it off. Um, I think their offense is more dynamic, to be really honest with mm-hmm. you, than Iowa's offense. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. I I think. Uh, I don't know that I bet on it. I think this, <laughs> to me, this looks like seven wins. Um, nine feels like a stretch to me, um, but seven. Hey, both cases are great. <laughs> <laughs> and be 
great. It looks like seven at this moment, and seven gets you to Las Vegas probably. So nine, if you go to the Big Ten championship game and you win nine games, you know, um, and, and again, Nebraska does not control its destiny completely. They need Minnesota to lose to Ohio State the week before the Iowa game. So Minnesota wins out, and Minnesota wins the Big Ten West. Um, but, you know, uh, if, if Nebraska gets the nine wins, they're going to play on New Year's Day, which is just bizarre. Um, but <laughs> that'll happen. That will happen. They'll they'll get to play in the Citrus Bowl or the Outback Bowl or whatever they call that bowl now. And, um, you know, they'll play in Tampa or Orlando. And nobody would have anticipated that before the year began. Certainly nobody. We're talking with Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. Sam, as you look at the rest of the schedule, I know we're kind of talking like projecting wins and stuff here, which is always, you know, probably a fool's errand, but we like to do it anyway. That's kind of the job. But uh, as you look at this schedule on the way out, you know, you were kind of talking about some of the issues that each team has. Um, obviously, Michigan State, the quote-unquote easiest of the final four opponents. But as you look on the last four games, I, I mean, who do you think is the toughest? Because – Obviously, Iowa's got the defense, but uh, the offense is, as, as we mentioned, just flat-out atrocious. Wisconsin and Maryland, I always thought, were probably the toughest ones, but they're each having their own issues as well. I'm, I'm curious, who do you see as the toughest opponent left? Probably Wisconsin. I don't think they're necessarily the most complete team, but probably them. I think that the game is, is up there, and it's at night, and I think it's their I don't. I think it's the senior day, right? And you know, I don't know. The fans will be, you know, juiced up, and uh, so you know, I think that's probably the one uh, that that stands out to me as challenging for for Nebraska. Does that seem less daunting than it did to you even a few weeks ago, though? Yeah, it does, because you don't have your quarterback, mm-hmm. and you don't have your running back, and you don't have your best receiver. So yeah, it, it does seem less daunting for sure. Uh, Nebraska also doesn't have some of those players. But, sure, but let, let me let me say this: the the the, the gap between the <laughs> best the best quarterback, running back, and receiver at Wisconsin and the next best is larger than the gap at Nebraska. I mean, let's be honest. And I, I think Harburg's better at this point than Sims. I I feel Sims for sure. Right? Mm-hmm. He's had a hard go, but but uh, I I roll with Harburg despite his mistakes. Um, Nebraska's number one running back, I guess, was Gabe Irvin. I, you know, I don't know. I, he's not as good as Braylon Allen. And then, and then Wisconsin's number two running back is out too. Mm-hmm. And is done for the year. And then, uh, you know, I don't know who Nebraska's number one receiver was, but it is what it is. So I, I think Nebraska's gap, they didn't lose as much there. Um, now, you know, we'll see what these offensive line changes, what it looks like. I'm not saying that Nebraska wouldn't be a better offense if they had all those players healthy. Obviously, they would be, and they would probably, you know, be more effective offense in some ways. But those players aren't available. And to be honest with you, Nebraska is kind of a big play offense, guys. So part of what they do is they're scheming it up. And and you, I mean, Jalen Lloyd can run wide open through a, a defense just as well as Billy Kemp can. So like it's maybe better. Uh, yeah, but you know what I mean, like. Some of the stuff they're doing is, is not predicated on who's doing it. Um, you know, it's not Trey Palmer out there. It's just whoever happens to be the play, and they're going to call the play. And they're going to try to scheme it up a little bit. And and so they've done that, and and I think that will continue. You know, they're going to get Heinrich Harburg open throws. I think Marcus Satterfield has done that. 
Mm-hmm. He's gotten Harburg opportunity. Harburg's got to make the best of those. And he he hit he hit one. You know, this is the second time in a row this week where they you know they roll him to the right off a play action fake. He's got a twenty yard throw that should be a first down. He doesn't hit it. He's got to find a way to to learn how to hit that throw because it's there both times. And and they'll get there. You know, they'll get there with him. He's still growing as a player, and and they'll find a way to to make to make it work for him. Sam, Nebraska has been much stronger in the turnovers lost column since the first two games of the year, but it's still a problem, uh, one that needs fixing. But my question to you is, can that be coached, or is that something the player just has to work out on his own? I'm sorry, I lost you there for a second. What can be coached? Uh, can, can the turnovers be coached? Like, the, the turnovers oh. lost, can that be coached, or is that something the player just has to figure out on his own? Well, I mean, there's a variety of things that are that are going on there. You know, I think with the ball security piece, I, I know they're coaching it. So sometimes that stuff can be almost contagious where you're thinking about it and don't do it and don't do it. Um, some of the some of the option stuff, the option is inherently risky and turnover prone. Mm-hmm. It is because you have a ball handler out on the edge in free space. Um, you know, uh, he's not considered an undefensive player. Who's gonna, who's who's handling the ball, pitching it, running it, all those things, and the you know the quarterback's running perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, and so if he gets hit the way that Harburg did on that one, you're gonna lose the ball. Like that's what happens when you're when you're not when your shoulders aren't square, and you're not running at a guy, but you're running down the line. That's why it takes it's an art. The really good one, going back all the way, whoever that was, Jamel Holloway. Darian Hagan, Tommy Frazier was as good as I've ever seen. It's an art to not get hurt <laughs> and to know when to pitch the ball. So uh, that that takes a lot of time and effort. It takes just as much time and effort as anything. And uh, you know, so you know that he's getting better there. Uh, I think I, you know Rule mentioned it in the presser about the punt return. They yeah, they need they need to have a punt return competition this week for sure. Um, you know I, I I I'm not I don't pretend to know how you prevent a ball from bouncing off your chest um, the way that that happened with Bullock, and that was too bad. But the, what happened on the on the subsequent punt returns was that can't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, you can't have balls bouncing and then, you know, it was hitting in front of you by 10 yards because you're afraid to go field the ball and then having it bounce 25 yards. That's not. I mean, that's what Samari Touré did back in Michigan State two years ago, and it lost him the game. Like, he had... Either the ball was going way over his head because he didn't know where to stand, or he wouldn't didn't know how to field a punt. And I was like, "This is uh, you have to have somebody back there who's who who knows how to field punts and can get under the ball." And uh, and I don't maybe they were asking Bullock to do that. I I don't know, but if that's what they were asking him to do, then they need to have a competition this week to figure out who can go and get the ball. And Billy Kemp was good at that. One of the best skills he had is that he knew how to go and get the ball. And uh, maybe Tommy Hill, you know, he caught that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> that one punch. <laughs> and, of course, they didn't throw a flag. They should have thrown a flag um, on the Purdue defender who was all over him when he caught it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what, what I mean, <laughs> it, it, it just because it's a bad punt doesn't mean that he doesn't get a chance to field the punt. So, you know, it was, there were moments in that game that were just like, this is not good football at all. Sam, could you make the argument that, 
Nebraska's having more of those, we'll call them for radio purposes, oh crap plays than they even have been in years past. But for some, I mean, for obvious reasons, they're coming out with victories instead of losses. Because I I think for me, I'm not sure that we've realized like, hey, a lot of the same mistakes are happening. They're just finding the same ways to win. And, And maybe even more mistakes are happening. Yeah, it's the defense. The defense is playing great. And so that's the biggest part is that defense is flying around and they're hitting people and they don't flinch. And they play an aggressive style that probably doesn't let them think a lot and, and they just got to go play. And, and uh, they are. They, they are. They're, they're playing really hard. And, and they, they hit. They, they're starting to create turnovers. They've got good athletes on that side of the ball. Most of them are healthy. And, and, you know, all the things that were uh, that were, we knew were true of the culture on that side of the ball are just coming on, you know, coming to fruition. Offense is always going to be more temperamental because execution is hard. Like, it's, it's hard. And you, you can't just, on offense, you can, you can win with effort for sure, but it can't just be all effort. Um, you know, it's, I mean, there's a certain craft and art to doing certain things. You can't throw every pass as hard as you possibly can. Um, you can't, a running back has to have patience, whereas a, you know, whereas a safety who's just going up to, to fill a play won't have any patience. You know, so there's, there's things on the offensive side of the ball that take time. And, but in defense, you can get a long way with effort and toughness and, and aggression. They're playing, they're playing their guts out. And, and I think that's why they're, they're winning these games and they'll have a great chance to beat Michigan State. I, I think I'm going to ask Rule probably today, why are the defenses so far ahead and the offenses in this league? And how does that compare to the Big 12? Because he, he knows that league too. So um, there's something going on there, uh, and, and uh, it's, it's playing itself out in pretty much every game uh, on the Big Ten schedule. Sam, quickly here, got about a minute and a half. I was just scrolling through Twitter, and I saw a question to pop that popped up. Who deserves to win Coach of the Year? And Drink from Mizzou is on here, and Leipold is the other one from KU. But if Nebraska gets all the way to that New Year's game that we were kind of alluding to at the beginning, could Matt Rule be in discussion for Coach of the Year? I don't think so. Um, I think, you know, I, I think they'll probably fall short of that. I know Tom Allen won it in 2020 for going 6-2 and two in the COVID year. But, but uh, no, I, 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 I think he could win Big Ten Coach of the Year for sure. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance there. I think he'll probably fall short of the other honor, um, maybe just by a little bit. Uh, certainly Lance Leipold has a chance, and, and Drinkwitz does too. So um, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. Be hard to say, you know. Maybe Kalen DeBoer was the coach of the year last year, but if Washington goes undefeated, I think mm. Kalen DeBoer is your guy. I think that I think that'd be a great choice. Um, he's done a heck of a job up there in the short time he's been there. Uh, right now, I would say Matt Rule has a terrific chance of being Big Ten Coach of the Year. Don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to get it. <laughs> so, uh, if Nebraska, if Nebraska gets the eight or nine wins, I think I think he's got a real shot of grabbing the honor. Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Sam, we appreciate your time as always. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Sam. Take care. That's Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Coming up next, we've got more Herd at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities.